Hi, everyone. So it was July. Um, I was heading out west on a business trip to finalize the details for Mixed Kids Ministry with Jordan. I had packed up a week's worth of clothing as well as a camera, a tripod, my laptop and other necessities into one duffel bag and I caught a flight across the country to California. After landing in San Jose, we hopped in my rental car and we just started driving south. We drove close to 10 hours from San Jose down to Yucca Valley in Southern California to visit Joshua Tree National Park. This was an exciting trip for me for a lot of reasons. Um, on top of being able to see a friend I hadn't seen in months, it was also exciting because I had never been to this national park or really like this type of national park. I'm a big fan of the outdoors and of hiking. And it was something that my parents ingrained in my brothers and me, but I really had only ventured out east and down south. I was used to the mountains, the trees, the Atlantic Ocean, that type of climate. And while I've experienced the desert and always the always wonderful desert heat while visiting my mom's family in Texas in August, I had never experienced the desert to this scale. Have you ever had that moment where you're out in the world and you just truly experience the greatness of God, the grandness of their creation, that moment where you just feel so small in comparison to it all? This was that moment for me. Jordan and I woke up at the butt crack of dawn in an attempt to avoid being in the park during the hottest part of the day. We set out on a marked trail and journeyed in for a while before deciding to climb some rocks. After climbing fairly high up this rock and finding a comfortable place to sit, I just looked out at this vast desert with these huge rock formations. It was unlike anything I had seen before. Sitting on this giant rock, looking out at all of these other uh, giant rocks, I was seeing in real time firsthand the scale of God's work on this earth. And it was breathtaking. I was truly awestruck. For the first time and probably literally my whole life, I was at a loss for words. When I was growing up, the church I went to would always talk about this grandness that God has, especially during Sunday school and in youth group. The creation stories, the great flood and Noah's ark, Moses splitting the Red Sea, and then obviously the crucifixion and Jesus's resurrection. These were always the stories we would learn. We would always talk about these moments in the Bible where God was this huge presence, where God performed miracles, healed the sick, made the blind see, because we focused on these huge, life-changing, earth-shaking events. We never really got to the other parts of the story where God isn't nearly as big. The idea of being able to see or hear God in any other capacity besides grand was something we never were taught. It was something we had to figure out on our own. In 1 Kings, the prophet Elijah was able to experience God in this great but smaller capacity. You know, Elijah had gone through some serious shit. Uh, he had just proven to the worshipers of Baal that they were worshiping a false god. He killed all of Baal's prophets and he fled for his life after being threatened death. And after a long journey, and I mean like 40 days and 40 nights long a journey, he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. After sleeping in a cave on the mountain, Elijah woke up to the word of God asking him, Elijah, what are you doing here? So he told God everything. The Israelites rejecting God and worshiping Baal, tearing down the altars for God, killing God's prophets, how he had to flee to the mountain because his life too was at stake. God listened 
and then told Elijah that he needed to go stand out on the mountain because they were about to pass. Before Elijah could even get out of the cave, this huge wind whipped through the mountain, tearing it apart, shattering rocks. Following the wind was an earthquake and following that came a fire. One right after the other, three huge moments. Surely one of these monumental moments had to have been God. I mean, come on. How does hurricane force winds and earthquake and a fire happen in the same place, one right after the other and have none of it have been God? But nonetheless, Elijah waited. He waited and he allowed the sound of sheer silence and for a gentle breeze to embrace him. And he knew that was God. Elijah left the cave and sure enough, God asked him, Elijah, what are you doing here? Unlike in my Sunday school or my youth group, Elijah teaches us that God does not always speak loudly to us. God doesn't always perform these incredible miracles to prove that they're there. More often than not, God is felt and heard through the little things. Prior to going to Joshua Tree, I had been, uh, how do you say, struggling. <laughs> it wasn't until the January prior to this trip that I got a diagnosis for what I was dealing with. My entire life, I've struggled with my mental health. I would go through immobilizing bouts of depression, have anxious episodes, and suicidal ideation, self-harm, and self-sabotage were always present. For so long, I lived in this perpetual state of gray that when I finally got my bipolar depression diagnosis and I was put in extensive therapy and put on various medications, I was finally capable of starting to pick up the pieces of my life that I had let go. I finally learned about my different triggers and how to catch them. I learned how to stop myself from spiraling down. I learned how to healthily put words to my feelings and advocate for what I need. I was learning how to be a healthy, functioning member of society again, but there was always something missing. As sad as it sounds, after growing up depressed and having trauma-induced amnesia preventing me from remembering most of my memories prior to the age of 15, I had forgotten what it felt like to truly be just happy. I had gotten really, really good at putting on a mask and smiling for the camera. I knew how to act in an attempt to make people around me more comfortable, but I had lost that little piece of me and I had settled with this idea that it may never be something I genuinely feel again. As I sat on top of that giant rock in Joshua Tree, looking out at the desert in awe of God's creation, I began to notice this kiss of heat on my skin. I noticed the way the few clouds lazily floated over the bluest sky I had seen in years. I looked down at my hands and I saw them covered in dust from the rocks and then I felt it. It was a prick of something that I hadn't felt in years and quickly the feeling of genuine joy began to course through my fingertips, through my toes. It was in this moment of noticing the sweat beginning to pool behind my knees and noticing my dust caked hands that I finally felt happy. As much as I wish I could say that this revelation came to me when I was, when I saw the grandeur of God's creation and the awestruck moment of being totally taken back by the beauty of Joshua Tree, tree it wasn't. As much as I wish I could say that God came to me in a vision and told me not to do it when I was hitting rock bottom and contemplating taking my own life, it didn't happen like that. 
God's voice didn't come in the huge moments, but rather in the smallest moment that in any other occasion I would have for sure missed. It wasn't in the grandeur of it all, of life, but that I was stopped long enough to notice it. I think that's the thing with God, you know, as much as I would love for God to scream the answers to all of my questions, that's just not how it usually works. And that's okay. While these giant formative moments are important in our lives and in our stories, it's in the little things where life really happens. It's in sitting with your friend as their new hamster rolls in a ball around the living room floor. It's in waking up before your alarm goes off to a dusting of fresh snow all over the ground. It's in walking through your parents' door for the first time after months of quarantine. It's in hearing your best friend scrambling up the rock behind you to sit and just take in the beauty of Joshua Tree together. That's where it happens. Big things are great. <laughs> They're always something to look forward to, but it's in these moments in the kiss of the heat, in the gentle breeze, that God's also present. Unfortunately, it can sometimes feel like we live in this society where bigger is better, where making a shitload of money is the only way to truly live, to truly be happy. The bigger announcement, the bigger the content, the more exciting the content, the more likes we get on social media. It's just this perpetuating cycle of doing more, to feel more, to be more, and it's exhausting. I'm tired of always trying to hear God's message in huge, life-changing, earthquaking events. You know, I wonder how many messages from God I've missed because I was waiting for it to come in some huge event. I wonder if I would have just stopped and took a step back to notice the pockets of peace in my life, if I would have realized sooner that God's capable of speaking in a small voice too. You don't have to have a life-changing event or testimony to be valid in the eyes of God. You don't have to only feel God working in you through the big moments to be valid in how you see and believe in God. Whether we like it or not, God is with us and working in us all the time. Even now, as so many of us have had our lives put on hold for almost an entire year, almost an entire year of working from home, living in almost exclusively yoga pants, living the same day, day in and day out. God is still present and working in our lives. It might just take taking a step back to slow down to hear it, to step back and hear God ask, Elijah, what are you doing here? Whenever I find myself starting to feel like I'm not good enough, whether that's not good enough to be a student pastor or following a call to ministry or just not good enough to be in relationship with other people, I slow my ass down and I wait. I don't keep pushing through, pushing myself to a point of exhaustion, trying to get to the moment where God will yell at me to stop and to take care of myself. No, I, I wait. I take myself back to that big ass rock in Joshua Tree and I wait for the kiss of heat again. I wait for that small voice to bring me back to the present because no matter where we look, big or small, God's there. They never left. Amen.